Mount Kenya, these chestnuts, and then yeah, the other the other seed that we use is cotton. So these are just local trees. Um, normally, you know, the, the seeds would just fall on the ground. Nobody would even bother about them. They would just, you know, sit there and rot. Are you taking? Uh, uh, do monkeys eat those seeds? Uh, High oil content. There, there are um, of course animals and uh, that maybe eat them. That's why we we say only fifty percent of the seeds should be taken. Oh, great! Yeah. So you're thinking of the environment and yeah, the, yeah, definitely because this is. I mean, that's that's we are um, really trying to link those to you know providing a livelihood and at the same time conserving the environment, and that's really the great thing about this project. That's you know, um, by showing that this tree has uh, economic value, uh, people will also not not cut it for wood. Yeah, for wood because it, because it will have more value for for the seeds. Yeah. So for those of you listening, the 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 little areas that uh, people here have that are two acres are probably called shambas, are they? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's a little shamba. And a lot of Kenyans, in, a lot of Nair people in Nairobi that work uh, here, they have these small shambas, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really important to them, I understand, to have a small shamba so that when they pass away that they can be buried there. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that, although I, I've seen that people are usually buried in their, you know, in their own surroundings, that's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, I haven't really seen, you know, uh, graveyards or whatever. It's no. They're probably buried in their own place. After talking to a lot of the people here in Nairobi, you know, the uh, domestic workers, etc., they are very nervous about not having a shamba in their lives. Oh, really? Because if they don't, then they don't have a place to call home and a place to be buried. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you came out here. What particular role are you playing in all this in this wonderful project? <laughs> well, um, as you said before, my um, job is organizational capacity building. Mm -hmm. So that means basically that um, I support the organization in, in uh, strengthening their system, strengthening basically whatever they need. So um, usually you start with an assessment of the organization where you take a look at the, at the whole organization and um, see where you know, the strengths are and where the weaknesses are. Um, so in my case that was already done, so all we needed to do is go through the report and um, see what, what weaknesses there were and where I could play at all. So what we, um, what I, I've been focusing on is um, things like human resources, so making job descriptions and um, getting everybody's role clear, um, improving on, on the cooperation, um, internal communication as well, because people, you know, we have, basically we have an office in, in Nairobi and we, our field office is in Naramoro, which is where the activities take place. So um, it's sometimes a challenge to, to make sure that everybody knows what the other person is doing. Um, so we introduced weekly coordination meetings so that everyone you know, can um, you know, share, I'm doing this this week, uh, I'm going to be here, I'll be going there. Um, so that we just you know that we work as a team and not uh, as as individuals. Wonderful. So when you first came and you look, read read what the what the present capacity was and the areas of weaknesses and then you started focusing on the weaknesses. Do you sometimes coming from a Western country or from a Northern country? Sorry, yeah. uh, l you know, try to look at it and go, oh my God, I can do that in a day. 
Like, do you have that sense when you first arrived that, oh, that, I can do that really fast? <laughs> um, I didn't really have that, that thought. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, because I think that I did realize that a lot of... Uh, I guess maybe it's also... I, I think VSO has a really good preparation. Okay. And, um, you know, what we, what we what was also pointed out in the training was that it really takes time to build relationships and you can't, you know, make changes. Um, just, you know, you come in and you make changes because they're not going to last and they might not even be the right changes and people are not going to accept. Yeah. So VSO really stressed the importance of um, taking your time getting to know the people, getting to know the organization, getting to know the community, um, your environment basically. And then, you know, after after you've done that and you don't even, you know, you don't need to worry about, um, have, you know, getting results and because you're just familiarizing it still. Okay. And then after some time, you know, you get a grip and then you get, you get, you understand like, okay, this is what's, what maybe I can do and what my role could be. So this is basically what I try to do as well. And, uh, I see your English yeah. is really good. Um, and how's your Swahili now? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> it's uh, still Kidogo, so a little, a little. Um, because initially in my area, they, they, most people speak Ikuyu, that's the, the tribe. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, so I thought like probably it's, it's more useful if I, if I learn some Kikuyu. And so well, I tried to, to learn a, you know, a few words. And um, oh, come, come on, tell us how to say <laughs> hello in Kikuyu. Well, I can say Ohorowaku. Uh, Ohorowaku, that means yeah. hello? That means like, how are you? What's okay. your news, basically? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, how do you say thank you in kuku Kikuyu? Um, you say Niwega. Nuega. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is wonderful that you're learning a, a, a totally unique language distinct to a particular area. Yeah, that was also the nice thing because people, when you just <coughs> use like a few words, people are so excited and yeah. even much more than if you would speak a few words of, of Kiswahili. Yeah. But uh, now I'm spending more time in Nairobi, so now I'm trying to focus a little bit more on Kiswahili. Okay. So, um, where do you live in Nairobi? Um, I live uh, in a place called Hurlingham, very yes. near to the VSO office. <laughs> okay, and is it? Are you in a modest dwelling? Are you sharing it with somebody, or how do you tell yeah, me about I that? Yeah, I share the house with two other volunteers uh, because uh, I'm still, you know, my, basically when I started uh, this job, I I lived in in Adamoro, in our, you know, near our field office. So I stayed there for the last year. I just moved to to Nairobi, like. You know, two months ago. Okay. Um, you must have loved it out in the country. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I still love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when I ca I just came to Kenya, and I went out into the country, and I just felt like I could breathe properly. Yeah. And the people are calm and wonderful. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's like yeah, Nairobi is just a big dirty city, so <laughs> it's a big one. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I, I just got that um, apartment that I share with, with two other volunteers because I, d I said like, okay, I'm going to be part of the time, I'm still going to be in the field. Mm -hmm. So I don't want a house for myself because it will mean that maybe the house will be empty for two weeks, you know, at a time and then it's not it's not very safe and it doesn't feel very comfortable that it will be empty. So. Yeah. And what do you, what do you cook every day? 
What kind of food you you, you eating now? Has it changed? Um, well, you know, of course, in Nairobi you can uh, uh, you can get almost everything you want. So mm. there's big big uh, supermarkets and malls and whatever. So, but uh, the big nakomets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, but in Aramoro, there's of course there's less. Uh, um, things that you can get so you just um, you know you can still get rice or potatoes and lots of vegetables I'm a vegetarian oh, so okay. everybody was like oh how are you gonna survive as a vegetarian in, uh, in Kenya because people really love meat but uh, in my area and it's, uh, you know most people eat vegetables most uh, all the time and um, that's that's basically also related to poverty because meat is more expensive so people would rather eat uh, vegetables or you know beans and these things and it's probably safer most of the time yeah exactly I have basically never been sick in the in the last yeah more than one year wow so I think that you know not eating meat does help <laughs> I think so and uh, so have you tasted the ugali and stew you like yeah. it? Yeah, because we have a local uh, lunch place that uh, sells uh, lunch for 30 shillings, which is about 30 euro cents. And uh, so they always serve ugali, it's like made, made from a maize meal and, um, uh, and vegetables and chapati. So. <laughs> and now at home, who did you leave ho at home? Did you leave friends, family? Yeah, of course, yeah, friends and family, and uh, I shared a house with some other people, so I left them all home, and... Uh, you miss them all? Uh, occasionally. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I, I, of course you do miss your, your friends and your family, but uh, to be honest, it has, yeah, people here have really welcomed me, you oh. know, so warmly, and... Um, it's also very nice to have sort of the, the VSO volunteer network, you know, you, because you arrive in a group, so right away you have people all over the country that you can always go and visit, and you know, and I'm sharing the house with two volunteers in Nairobi, so, you know, you don't, I don't have a lot of opportunities to be lonely, actually. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so if there's one thing in this year and a half, that, it's year and a half now, mm. right? That you Almost. Yeah. Almost a year and a half. That you have learnt about yourself, what would that be? Um, well, um, what have I learned? What I, I just realized that one of the things that I really wanted to improve was um, uh, being flexible, being more flexible, and being able to improvise. And that was actually one of the things that I was a bit worried about beforehand. Like, okay, I know it is important, you know, in a country like this, but am I really going to do it? Am I not going to be frustrated, mm -hmm. um, you know, by things moving more slowly and things not going the way you want it to? And um, basically, I learned that, that I was able to accept that and to, to, yeah, to deal with the situation the way it is. And um, and I also really learned. Um, well, uh, I learned that I really enjoy living in the countryside, and um, it's again something that I find very. Um, if I compare, there's of course a lot of expats uh, in Kenya, and um, I've met people that you know work for other organizations, and they uh, they have been given a house, a big house, you know, with a gate around it and a guard and a car, 
and I really realized this is one of the strengths of ESL that um, you really live among the people and uh, you, you don't have a big car so you have to take the public transport so you're just you meet a lot of people like that you're really part of the country and you really get to know uh, the, the country and the people and that's yeah, I think that's really a good a good approach compared to a lot of other organizations. Yeah, so VSO and QSO have been doing this since the 50s and the 60s and and after talking to a lot of return volunteers, they all say very similar things about that personal part yeah. of their experience. So, when do you go back? Um, my contract is until August this year. Wow. <laughs> so, it's another like seven or eight months. And when you go back, will you stay involved with VSO in its work, do you think? Yeah, well, basically, <laughs> but I said, that's why I said, I just said, I didn't, I didn't say I was going back, I said my contract is Ah, involved. you heard that first hand. And this is another wonderful thing about, about volunteers in the field, is so many stay longer. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy what I'm doing. And basically, I'm not tired of Africa yet at all. <laughs> so whether I'm going to stay with VSO or I'm going to stay in Kenya or another country, I don't know. But uh, I definitely like to continue doing this kind of work. Yeah. So on behalf of all of us at QSO and VSO and everywhere else, VSO Jitali, I thank you so much for all the work you're doing in Kenya. And I see that you're healthy, you're smiling. <laughs> And uh, and now we're going to talk to uh, your partner in the field and uh, get their sense of how it feels to work with somebody as bright and wonderful as you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks.